Welcome to Form, a podcast that explores the artistry and architecture behind communication. I'm Silver Wallace. And I'm Kate Douglas. This week, we speak with performing artist Ronald Peet. We opened up the conversation with a discussion of the question, how are you? and how this mundane question acts upon us, especially during the present time and climate. I was first introduced to the idea of performative utterances in performing art school, like Ronald. This sort of difference between being and doing through speech. An example, a black bin labeled trash is next to a blue recycling bin. The blue bin acts with a sense of authority as a call to dispose of trash responsibly. The blue bin acts upon us. It is more than just an image or a word. I like the image of a blue recycling bin as a grumpy authority figure, like Oscar the Grouch. Oh, I knew you would. Here's one of our favorite moments from the conversation. As of late, maybe not right now, but as of late or a few months ago, I was hearing that that phrase, how are you? Or hearing in my mind's eye when people would text it, even maybe more along the lines of father-in-law, would-be father-in-law, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is, it's such a, it's such a huge question that it seems like the social contract that you're in with whoever you're speaking to when you lob that forward is most of the time a contract that doesn't allow for the enormity of what that question can actually hold and facilitate. Um, And yet, I think that we are the ones, I think that it's kind of um, untrue that we can't push the bounds of what that could be with friend or stranger or family. We actually do, in in a kind of cool way, there's always an opportunity to go very deep, very quickly when someone opens up with a, hey, how are you? As much as it, as it could be like, a, I'm going to shut down and just go for what I want. It can be a, let's change right now, right here. This is how we can fall through um, into Wonderland and Alice, you know? And I have experimented with that with people. And sometimes, <laughs> almost every time, it like, it yields really brilliant results, unexpected results, disarming results how have you experimented well this was back uh, during the uprisings which both of you know i was understandably but i was i was in my feelings when the uprisings happened when the racial uprisings happened in the summer of 2020 around brianna taylor george floyd and 15,000 other black people who have been maligned by the police um, in our lifetime and before our lifetime, everything coming to a fever pitch. And when people would reach out and say, hey, how are you? I'd feel like, I'd feel this bile trying to come up to my, coming up through my esophagus because I, I thought, I wanted to say, do you really want to know? Because if you really want to know, we can talk about it. But if you don't really want to know, I'm going to shut it down because I feel so much that I don't even have language to describe 
to begin to describe how I am. And I don't think, I think it's a lame gesture that you're throwing in my direction to say, how are you? Um, so ways that I've experimented with it have been during that time, my experiments were kind of like just not engaging, not responding to the question at all, which was not something I used to do before. I always felt like I have to, I have to respond very promptly because I, I don't want anyone to, to think that I don't like them slash I don't want anyone to not like me, uh, which has changed since that time. Um, and there is this game brand Instagram presence called We're Not Really Strangers. And it's a card game that's in conversation with Cards Against Humanity. I'd say in conversation with because when I, I understand it through knowing what Cards Against Humanity is, which is also a, like derives from apples to apples, right? This kind of just a card game, a social card game where you're asked to um, like kind of answer questions. People have certain have cards with kind of outrageous pop culture, pop cultural um, signifiers on them. And then there will be a, a question card. Um, and then you kind of put down whichever card you think um, matches that question card or can create such a schism that the person who's choosing would find it fun. And, and, um, and then you just see all of the ways that the question and the answer cards combine and, and explode. And in this, we're not really strangers. The questions are like, when was the first time you experienced an existential crisis or something like they, they get, they're very, they're very deep. And they're very kind of wow. They 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 attempt to blow open the invisible division between self and other, between stranger and friend. Um, and on that Instagram, I um, and uh, like a, a, a list serve that the person who runs it sends. Um, I was given the. Um, what am I trying to say? She took this question that we're taught that we're like, uh, like that we're orbing about how are you and wanted to give different ways of, of um, reaching out to people and opening up dialogue about like how they're doing. That's not how are you? And one option was what made you smile today? And what option was one option was what has been racing through your mind the most the last 24 hours? And one option is, how is your heart? You know, these are just different, different kind of a little bit more pointed questions that I think succeed in disarming in a way that how are you doesn't always, if you don't already have a foundation with the person you're talking to. And even if you do have a foundation with the, with the person you're talking to, it's not, a, it's not a mindful moment, how are you? but you can turn it into a mindful moment, which then can um, direct the course of your whole conversation. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what beautiful, um, that's like some activist tactics at play, which I love at, with this game that you're, you're speaking to. What is it called again? We are not really strangers. Okay. We are not really strangers. Um, yeah. Amazing. That's like, it reminds me of, I was listening to um, the Healing Justice podcast a couple of weeks ago, going back and listening to some old episodes, which is now called Irresistible, mm -hmm. um, for all of those who are listening, who may also listen to that podcast. And they were speaking to a group called BYP, 
which is a like youth cultural organization that does that works with um, young people, but also people of all ages, particularly African American youth, in organizing. And I remember listening to, I think it was Kai Green was the speaker. Um, but I'm not exactly, I can't exactly remember at this moment who it was, who was speaking to it, but they were talking about different instances where, um, what if the, what if, what if we actually had conversations within our communities where we talked about how we can otherwise address issues that come about and how we can maybe redirect moments of where we decide to call the police or call the fire department or call some type of official government or organization, um, how can we address it as a community and how can we come together and think about other ideas of how to address those situations first before, or if at all, addressing the police. Um, and I remember being really blown away by that, even though it, it seems very, it seems very common sense, but it's not the way that we, I feel like many of us have grown up and in the society that we know today, that's just not something that happens regularly. And we're so disconnected from our communities that we, the first, we, we grow up, we're taught if some, if you see a stranger and strange, stranger danger, like call 911, that's the first thing you do. If you see someone needs help, speak to the like closest official nearby. But instead, what if we all just like looked around at each other and went, hmm, how can we solve this? Like, what, how do we do this together? And I think that is so um, beautiful. That's a bit of a tangent, but that what you said made me think of that. And, and we can now circle back to the whole, how are you question, <laughs> which, <laughs> which actually brings us to, I think, a, um, to a really amazing question that Kate and I have for you, which is um, when we say communication, <laughs> what does that bring to mind for you? Uh, communication. It's interesting because I am, I've been casually studying German for over half my life, but. Is that casual? Is no, that it's one? casual because I'm not fluent. <laughs> it's casual because like, how are you going to say that you've been studying something for like 16 years and you still ain't fluent? That's, that's why I say it's because I've been casually studying <laughs> Um, so really like I, I studied it in, in middle school and high school and, and that was like my formal training in it. But like most of us, your middle school and high school formal training in language does not make you fluent um, unless you're an overachiever and we're taking a lot of AP classes and like external um, classes to immersion or something like that. But I was not, I was not fluent at all um, when I left high school and then I let it drop. And then I got, I, I, I started using Duolingo and different apps, Rosetta Stone, Memorize um, a few years ago to get back into it. And at the start of um, the quarantine, I really doubled down on spending every day, like spending at least 10, 15 minutes a day working on my German. And I also started up with French. I've been to France uh, three times, four times, um, before last year, I had gone every year for, for three years. Um, and I have a, a dear friend who lives there. Um, and I want to make 
going to France a very regular part of my life and want to be able to communicate as a sign of respect. Speaking of communication, I want to be able to communicate with the people there and maybe even spend a longer time there. Uh, so I want to, so there's a practical application of me learning French. There's no real practical application of me learning German, but it has allowed me because I'm always thinking about language in the background, I am thinking even more about the English, my native tongue, English language, when I am attempting to communicate with people. And I find it fascinating how often I feel like I don't know how to communicate with people. And uh, I'll bring it back to the how are you. How how are you can be a checkout or a check-in. And I think that a lot of communication can do the same thing, can be a checkout or a check-in. And when I have a moment of realization that I've been checked out in my communication and want to check back in, I oftentimes feel overwhelmed and feel like I have to choose my words very, very carefully and I get very precious about the whole thing. And I think that that also doesn't serve me necessarily in as much as being on autopilot and um, like sleepwalking, as I sometimes call it, doesn't serve me. I think that there's a sweet spot in the middle, which is understanding the limitations of language. Um, and understanding that really what language is here to do is to put sound to energy, right? To these energies that we all experience and we kind of can recognize the energies in each other by speaking to them. And that makes us feel, oh, drum roll, please, less, well, more connected, less, less apart. I think like the whole point of it is to feel connected. I am convinced that the meaning of life <laughs> is to witness and to be witnessed. Everything else is an extension of those kind of fundamental ideas that we as human beings must witness others and must be able to be witnessed by others. That's love, that's community, that's family, that's service that's expression, that's creative expression, that's laws, that's medicine, that's environmental care, that's everything is about witnessing and being witnessed. And communication is about witnessing and being witnessed or trying to find a way to concretize the act of witnessing and being witnessed when you can't just see someone else, you know? And communication, we know communication, much of communication is nonverbal anyway, even though in this fractured reality we all have right now, it's disorienting because we're not in the same space with people to feel their nonverbal communication. And over screens, the nonverbal communication is distorted. I've read a little bit, a little bit on the pandemic of loneliness that has, has existed all over the world and especially in America, or specifically I was reading about um, it in America, but it spiked unsurprisingly alongside COVID 
and the restrictions on our movement. And I know all of us have navigated that sense of loneliness and apartness in our own ways over the last, what is it now? I don't know, nine, 10 months. And thinking about the ways that we've maintained communication, it speaks to our resiliency as a peoples. It speaks to what matters to us consciously or unconsciously, which is connection, which is creative expression, which is collaboration, which is expanding our experience of what life could be by sharing our experience with others who then mirror back what they heard and add some of their magic on top of it so that we see things from another point of view that we think we deem magical and we become the magic that's reflected to us through the people that we share time with and our, and who we share our thoughts and feelings and experiences with. All of that I feel like is communication. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Ronald Pete is a Bahamian-born, Brooklyn-based artist, runner, and humanist. You have seen him on film in projects like The Land of Owls and The Meyerowitz Stories, on TV on The Island and Dick Town, and off-Broadway in Daddy and Spill, among so many others. He is a member of Ensemble Studio Theater, honors graduate of NYU's Tisch School of the Arts, and Emory University alumnus. Thank you for listening in. I'm Kate Douglas. And I'm Silver Wallace. Check out our Patreon for more content at patreon.com slash form a podcast. This episode was mixed and produced by me, Kate Douglas. Theme song is by the amazing Warp Trio. Follow us on social at form podcast. <laughs> <laughs>